Worth. A co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday. It's Friday, April 23rd, a Feast of St. George. Good to be with you. And we're going to be talking with Doug Keck right after the news this morning. And always a great discussion, giving us an inside look, kind of a heads up for you in terms of what the network's covering, what special programs or documentaries or films that they're having. And he always gives us an update, so you can be the first to know right here on this very network what's coming up on our TV programming. And then we also just talk about a lot of issues in general and the importance of having different resources and outlets to put the truth out there versus what we have in the secular media. So again, always look forward to my conversations with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN. And then it's a Friday, which means we are going to have another Fact Check Friday. And oh boy, it's another doozy. Less than two weeks before the whole 60 Minutes debacle of deceptive editing with a story they did on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. A story, by the way, which people on both sides of the political aisle talked about and said was completely wrong. You had Democrats in Florida. You had all kinds of people weighing in and saying that 60 Minutes portrayed a completely opposite situation of reality. So what they portrayed did not happen. And as a matter of fact, in that particular instance, if you remember, the question was raised by the so-called reporter, I don't want to give her that much of a title, from 60 Minutes, trying to, to claim that the reason that Publix was rolling out the vaccine in the state of Florida was because they had supported Ron DeSantis' campaign. So that he, you know, in turn turned around and paid back their favor. Well, Publix came out and said, wait a minute, we're the ones who went to him, number one. And number two, yes, we gave him campaign donation, which is a matter of public record, very easy to find, where people are getting their money from in political campaigns. But they've also contributed to many Democratic campaigns as well. So what they do is they take little bits and pieces of information and only put the information out there that they think will advance an agenda. And then they deceptively edit. They cut it off. They, they, the old term of splicing, which we used to say. Right now it's all done digitally. But you know what I'm saying. They slice and dice and put out a particular idea in order to advance an agenda. So the agenda with Ron DeSantis is that he is hurting, not helping the situation with COVID. And yet the evidence, the reality of the situation is just the opposite because they've been very successful down in Florida while still maintaining many regulations with wearing masks inside at restaurants and hotels and things like that. And I know that because I've been there twice in the last year for business and for uh, family reasons. And they do have things in place uh, for safety, although when you're outside, you don't have to wear a mask and, and the restaurants have been open to full capacity and other situations. And there are some people who don't like that. They want this narrative that everything still needs to be shut down in some way, shape or form. And so if Ron DeSantis is not basically towing the company card for the left, even though he's not a member of the, uh, the leftist regime, the media are going to make sure that uh, he gets punished for that in some ways. And this is what 60 Minutes, this is my, my opinion, but it's also pretty obvious when you look at the way the story was portrayed. So now we have NBC News comes along, and we have uh, another tragedy 
the same day that the verdict was coming down on the George Floyd case against the former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, we have a police officer in Columbus responding to a 911 call. And if you listen to the 911 call in its entirety, it's uh, very, very frightening. And you can hear people on the phone screaming that a girl is trying to stab us. She's going to stab us. And there was already a fight that had broken out among these teenage girls. And the young woman who was shot and killed by the officer was about to stab. And you can see this on the video. And you should do yourself a favor and go watch the video and listen to the 911 call. I don't know if we'll have a chance to play both. We might. We'll see how that works out. But if you listen to it, you do hear the officer. Uh, it's about a 12-second, if I remember correctly, about a 12-second video. You can hear uh, it's, it's going all over the place. It's a little bit jumbled, obviously, because it's a body cam. But you can hear the officer telling the girl to back off. And then he, he shoots her, and she dies from, from the gunshot wound. But the way NBC News is playing this is they cut off the, the 911 call when the call came in and the people were asking for help. And they said that this young woman was going to stab them. That was not shared. So what they're trying to do is trying to put out an image that there really was no problem or it was just a fight among teens, it was no big deal, and that the officer acted recklessly. And so what they're trying to do is put this narrative out there that this happens all the time and that police are bad and they're harming minorities because they're racist. This is an agenda that is being put forward by the left and the media are helping them do it to cause more division in this country by not being willing to do their job, put the facts out there, and let the people and the courts decide when there are severe cases that need to be going forward in our legal system. It is just not only disgusting, a travesty, it is shameful how they are disrespecting this thing that I always consider to be sacred, having a platform and to be responsible for sharing information and using it for personal and political agendas. And it has to stop. So I'll talk about that and look at some of what their own organizations, their own professional organizations, including the Radio and Television News Directors Association, which I used to be a card-carrying member because I, my last job in the secular media was as a news director at a large FM station here in my hometown of Metro Detroit. I was also a card-carrying member and the student chapter president of the Society of Professional Journalists when I was in journalism school in college. You can imagine how this breaks my heart personally for what they've done to this profession that I held near, near and dear to my, myself for so long and sacrificed so much for and what's happened to it in the last 20, 30 years. It's disgusting and it's causing division and it's causing confusion and it's leading people to make bad decisions about other people, about political leaders, about the reality of what's going on in our country. And it has to stop. Fact Check Friday, we'll take a look at that, and we'll continue the discussion with Curtis Houck, our friend from Newsbusters, more on NBC News Nightly, and more on what we can do as a concerned people to stand up to this. Now, it's already happening. The CNN has lost, and Vanessa Denhagarmo and I talked about this last week on my uh, first segment of my program. We do once a week in the first hour called In the News with TNV, 
And as you know, Vanessa fills in for me quite frequently. She's a host of one of our shows here on Ave Maria Radio. Epiphany Communications is her company. And uh, we both have a long history in the secular media, and that's where we met as reporters uh, covering the streets of Detroit 24-7. And we do a segment where we dissect different stories, and and this is one um, that we looked at uh, last week with CNN and their ratings losing more than half their audience in the last few months. You think they would get a clue. People aren't tuning in. A lot of people are getting fed up. And when I posted the story about CNN ratings going way down, the comments were very interesting. People were polite, but they were like, well, you know what? Sorry. Bye-bye. I'm not watching you. Haven't watched you for years because you're biased, and maybe this is what it's going to take for these entities to wake up, these outlets to wake up. So we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour uh, in Fact Check Friday and also with our friends at Newsbusters, which is part of Media Research Center. As far as the forecast is concerned, across the country, the beautiful country of ours, God bless America, a potent storm system, according to the National Weather Service, rolling across the southern tier of the U.S. over the next two days. As a result, severe thunderstorms with large hail, damaging winds, and a few tornadoes are possible from the southern plains and lower Mississippi Valley into the south and southeast. Also, heavy rain from these thunderstorms may cause some floods concerning... um, the area in lower Mississippi Valley especially, so just keep that in mind. And we're also seeing just some bizarre up and down temperatures around the country. We always say in Michigan, if you don't like the weather, stay around for five minutes. Uh, We saw some snow earlier this week that completely melted and was gone within 24 hours. Right now, it's in the 40s. We're going up to the 50s today. Next week, we're going to be like in the 80s upper 70s in some parts of the state, early 80s. So again, if you don't like the weather in northern lower Michigan, hang around for five minutes. Anyhow, hope wherever you're at, whether it's in or outside of the United States of America, that you're having a good Friday morning. And I hope you'll continue to stay tuned right here because we have a lot of important programming coming up, not only on this show, but all day long here on EWTN. All right, let's see what's happening quickly in the news. It's a Friday morning, 10 minutes past the hour. And here we are on April 23rd. An Obama-era Justice Department official with a history of pro-abortion and pro-transgender statements, as Catholic News Agency reports, confirmed to a top position at the agency this week. The Senate voting 51 to 49 to confirm Benita Gupta, former president of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights and former civil rights head at the Justice Department. As Associate Attorney General on Wednesday afternoon, Gupta, a daughter of Indian immigrants, will be the first woman of color to hold that position. Now, from 2014 to 2017, she served as head of the Civil Rights Division at the Justice Department and in her new role will be expected to address race relations and police reform at that department, but in overseeing the Civil Rights Division, she could also be in a position to advance transgender ideology and abortion. At her March 9th confirmation hearing before members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, she would also not directly answer what restrictions on abortion, if any, she supported. A 95-year-old man deported from the U.S. to Germany on suspicion of involvement in Nazi war crimes will not face charges. Prosecutors in Germany dropping all charges against Friedrich Karl Berger for lack of evidence. U.S. officials said last year Berger allegedly served as a guard in a concentration camp system near Hamburg where Jews had been held. He was living in Tennessee when he was deported back to Germany in February. Mark Mayfield tells us about a bill granting statehood to Washington that's headed to the Senate. 
The House vote was 216 to 208 in favor. The measure faces a challenge in the 50-50 split Senate, where there is a 60-vote threshold for getting legislation through. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called the move long overdue. Republicans are fiercely against D.C. statehood because it would likely add more Democrats in Congress. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy called it a power grab and an effort to further a Democratic Socialist agenda. For Michigan Health and Human Services Department, former Michigan Health and Human Services Department Director Robert Gordon testifying before a state House committee about his resignation in January. Chairman Steve Johnson of Wayland, Michigan, saying it's believed to be the first time since 2004 the Michigan legislature has needed to subpoena someone to testify. He will be appearing next week before our committee to discuss the $155,000 non-disclosure agreement that he signed with the governor when he was terminated from office this past winter. The committee's 6-3 vote yesterday on party lines to get him to testify, and he said later in the day that he would. Lawmakers want answers about his sudden departure and the over $155,000 he received to walk away with from the governor. He and the governor at the time of that agreement committed to confidentiality. With the number of jobless claims on a downward trend, the prospects are good for a positive April monthly report when it comes out next week. Mark Hamrick is with Bankrate.com and says all of the information is now pointing to where we need to be for a stronger economy that is expected to, at some point, roar again. We're expecting growth this year to be the best since the early 1980s. And uh, on a dollar basis, the U.S. is expected to be the largest single contributor to global growth this year, supplanting China for a change. He says the U.S. is taking the lead in numerous efforts that together can get the economy reopened, let consumers have more confidence, and employers have greater confidence to hire workers. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, saying First Amendment rights can and should be upheld without putting personal safety in danger, as well as a private property of people who are living near and working near protests and rioting that take place. The governor was asking about the lawsuit filed against the state regarding a new law. Oh, we'll be fine. It's a, it's a good bill. A lot, a lot of great support, good law, and uh, Florida's leading the way yet again on public safety. A civil rights group filing this suit yesterday claiming the governor's new law that he signed violates Black Lives Matter protesters of their First Amendment rights, but the governor says he signed the law because it's about, yes, upholding First Amendment rights, but also about combating public disorder. If you riot, if you loot, if you harm others, particularly if you harm a law enforcement officer during one of these violent assemblies, you're going to jail. Uh, We're going to hold you accountable. Some of the local governments are actually telling, not necessarily in Florida, but throughout the country, telling police to stand down while cities burnt while businesses were burnt, while people were being harmed, if you tell law enforcement to stand down, then you're responsible for the damage that ensues. We're not going to let the mob win the day. DeSantis signing the anti-riot bill into law this week, increasing penalties for crimes committed during riots and is aimed at combating, he says, public disorder. It's 15 minutes past the hour. Looking forward to chatting, as we always do on Fridays, with our President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, Doug Keck, up next with the inside word and the scoop of all the great programming coming up. You'll hear it first right here. Stay tuned. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit AveMaria.edu. Hello, Steve Ray here from Footprints of God Pilgrimages, and I'm so excited to announce two domestic pilgrimages this time, one to the Shrines of Wisconsin, where we're going to be joined by Cardinal Raymond Burke. We're going to have a consecration to St. Joseph and Our Lady of Good Help for the apparition of Mary that happened there. Also, we're going to St. Augustine, Florida, where the Catholic Church actually started, the first Mass ever, and we're going to be joined by Father Frank Pavone. To learn more about your Ave Maria radio trip, go to AveMariaRadio.net and find the pilgrimage link. Oftentimes I look at what's going on in the world, our country, and I think about what the amazing Mother Angelica would say. And Doug, I know that there is um, a very uh, wonderful event coming up, and I want you to tell us about it regarding uh, our great foundress. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem. It's always great to be with you, Teresa, regardless of what's going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know me, my, my, my East Coast Italian is up this morning. That NBC story's got me just boiling. That's, uh, yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Uh, you know, you, you, you're dealing with this, uh, this ridiculousness that gets done. I mean, there's enough bad news and enough people doing bad things without creating havoc and making right. things worse on people we've just had people suffering for the last year in a pandemic but uh you know it's about ratings too it's about attracting numbers and as you know as the numbers go down uh for cnn they're still not terrible for msnbc which uh you know so uh, the reality is and the mainstream media so uh, you know there's uh, everybody's still fighting for attention so but CNN's uh, numbers are down something like close to 60%. Absolutely. Right. Well, because they, they basically, their, their, their goal was to run into the iceberg as long as it took Trump down. Right. And that's what they did. And, you know, there's a lot of financial support and things and other ways these people get rewarded uh, that has nothing to do with the ratings on CNN. Oh, well, we can go on and on about that. Now, I know on radio today that there is a final airing of the special preview edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, correct? I believe that's true, yeah. That's the one-hour special that Father Joseph and I did to kind of kick things off in honor yeah. of Mother's birthday uh, this week. 
Yeah, and that's coming up, uh, preempting Open Line Friday. So I just wanted to mention that uh, because I did get a notice about it. And uh, Did it's Colin always, call yeah. you? I thought maybe Colin called you and told no, you. No, just got a nice email from Tom Price <laughs> to mention it. So I want to make sure I mentioned it. I was supposed to mention it, it at the top of the hour, but I was so upset about NBC that I, I forgot. So here I am. Okay, saying. that's fine. Yeah. All right. Okay, so TV, what's coming up this weekend? And well, week? we've got uh, some interesting programs coming up this weekend. A couple of programs on Armenia having to do with the remembrance of the genocide there. And I think as. Uh, was just put out by Bill Donahue to remind people the genocide of the Armenians was not just, was was a Christian genocide. This was against Christians and Catholics, uh, and that's how it was handled. And people need to know more about it. It's been hushed up for many many years. Uh, we also have a special program, Smiles from Heaven, the Little Angels of Bethlehem Home, uh, which the missionaries, the poor, run in the slums of Kingston. So you can. See that? That's uh, an uplifting program, heart-tonguey but uplifting. We've also got this weekend Holy Mass with priestly ordinations coming from Rome. We also are re-airing this weekend on Sunday, um, the Crusades. It's one of our compilations of the Crusades program we've done before. And next week, uh, Father Mitch has uh, Charbel Reish on his program, who's a convert from Islam, works with us out of Australia with Perusim Media. So that should be an interesting program. And next Thursday, uh, we'll be celebrating the Feast of St. Catherine, so people can look for that as well. EWTN.com for all that information. Also, go on demand to see any of the programs you might have missed. The Feast of St. Catherine of Siena, April 29th. I know it well. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. I, I, and all these programs that you put on are so I, they're, they're so well done, and they just captivate me. And it's so nice, to I have to say. To just be able to, I, I couldn't stand, I mean, I, I have to watch, I'm sure as you do, a lot of news. I try not to watch too much of it, but I have to stay up to date on things. But it gets to a point where even right. though I produce, you know, we do a two-hour show every day, I can't, I can't watch it all, Doug. And I'm always think, so thankful I can turn to EWTN and, right. and see what's going on. Well, you've got, it's actually what's great about it is you turn from the unreality of the news and you turn to the reality of the faith. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the thing that keeps you going, uh, as we say. Catholic radio gets you Sunday to Sunday. Uh, uh, you know, you need to know that there that what the truth actually is, and, and that the the uh, that the eternal word stays constant, and that there are plenty of people just like you in those cars that are driving around, or listening at home, etc., or watching on TV, or listening on the internet on your iPhone or something, who believe exactly what you do. But many of us are afraid to step out, especially today because of, of fear of, of being doxxed or, or, or being abused or being called a racist or being called some other, you know, intolerant, all of these things from people who uh, seem to have no trouble uh, labeling people, uh, though they claim that to, to do the opposite. So it's, uh, it's a very interesting period we're going into uh, where all we can do is continue to pray, and we've got to stand up for the truth, uh, and we really have to call out our leaders to stand up for the truth as well. What I think is is so important, and I can't stress this enough, is you've got so many different outlets now at EW10 that do news, and I mean real news. And and Mm -hmm. in terms of the viewership and the readership, what have you found, given how bad the secular media are, and doing just the basic job of, of journalism 101, and then all the outlets that we have available, the Register, uh, uh, EW10 News Nightly, uh, the Pro-Life Weekly shows, the new in-depth show that you're doing, 
Um, world all these, over. yeah, right. world over with Raymond, who started it all, right, with with right. his program, which is still Absolutely. awesome. Still, I, th- I think, uh, again, one of the best out there in terms of looking at the issues. And then, of course, we have uh, Catholic uh, news agencies. So, what has been the response to well, the growth? I, th- I of think that? What, by you listing it out, indicated. Uh, not only the multitudinous avenues we have, but the different approaches to the news that people are able to consume. And I think that's really always the great insight of the church into everything. There's multiple versions of spirituality. That's why there's multiple religious orders. So there's the kind of straight up, um, you know, uh, news nightly, typical newscast. You've got the world over, which is a little more dynamic. You've got in depth, which has more insights into it. You've right. got kind of the news wire with the, the CNN out there in, in multiple languages around the world. So people get to consume it all in different ways. For some people, it can be the entire consumption. This may be what they read and what they watch, or they get the newspaper and they're retired, or they have the time to sit and read, and they want to read in-depth analysis, and, and that's how they like to take in information. They like to hold the newspaper. So is the idea that people can take it in any way they want and at the same time you can say this is my entire world or like most people you say no this is my touchstone you know i watch espn and i watch fox news and i may watch cnn or i watch the network newscast but i have the background of ewtn's news outlets to keep me centered so i can see okay uh, this is what they're saying. What is EWTN News saying? Right, what is right. the church saying on this? What is Teresa Tamio saying on this? So I can weigh this other information that's out there because we don't want to get ghettoized and isolated so much mm-hmm. so that the only thing we're taking in or dealing with is ourselves. That's not going to convert the culture. Right, right. But I do think, and again, this is what I tell people. I just had this question on my Facebook page this morning. Well, what do we do? And I said, we basically have to be your own reporter. And you look at a number of different sources because that's what, what you what you said exactly is exactly what I do every morning. And well, I'm doing this all day, but especially in the morning when I'm preparing my newscast, I'm looking at all the different outlets. Right to see what they're saying and then of course using stories from Catholic News Agency on the faith but also looking at how they're reporting it and then checking the accuracy of it which takes time and effort but it's important and we're so glad that those outlets are there for us on EWTN. Doug have a great weekend always great to speak with you yep absolutely and check out all the great programming both radio and TV all the information at EWTN.com Fact Check Friday coming up stay tuned It's a celebration of life event. Choose Life Midland is bringing Abby Johnson to the Scarborough Sports Complex in Midland, Texas on Saturday, May the 8th. Support this free pro-life event where Abby Johnson will speak and there will be fun for all like children's activities, food, a car show, and a ministry fair. To learn more or to participate, call 432-695-6955. That's 432-695-6955. We'll see you there. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. 
It is with great joy that the Diocese of Fort Worth announces the ordination to the priesthood for deacons Joseph Moreno, Thomas Jones, Brett Metzler, Samuel Mall, Jason Allen, and Lynn Nguyen. The ordination takes place on Saturday, May 22nd at 10 a.m. at Vietnamese Martyrs Catholic Church in Arlington with Fort Worth Bishop Michael Olson. For more information, visit fwdioc.org. If you want God to hear your prayers, hear the voice of the poor. St. Thomas of Villanova. Tithing to Catholic Charities, a large faith-based social service agency, is an ideal way for Catholics to live out Jesus' call to serve our brothers and sisters. We feed the hungry, house the homeless, place adoptions, and more. The Time for Giving campaign funds our 10 core services. When attending Mass on May 15th and 16th, prayerfully consider supporting Catholic Charities' mission to serve our brothers and sisters or go to ccdallas.org tfg. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It's a Friday morning. Just the facts, please. Just the facts. Hardly the case anymore with the media, unfortunately. But that's why we do Fact Check Friday every Friday morning. And this began, if you remember. And we've been um, pretty good at keeping it up to date every single Friday, although sometimes because of breaking news and developing things in the Catholic world, we do have to um, get to the business of the news so we can put it off once or twice. But... We try to do this every week because there's so many stories. And I do this to bring this to your attention so that you are aware of how the media are operating. And they're not operating correctly according to the basic standards and Journalism 101. Uh, And unfortunately, while there are professional organizations out there, as I mentioned earlier, and we're going to look at what some of these say about deceptive editing, which has now become a really, really big problem. This is something that used to happen once in a great while. If you remember years ago, and it was big, big news years ago when it was also NBC, I believe, on one of their um, special investigative programs, they were doing something with uh, GM trucks, and they and there was a, a big controversy behind what they did and how they manipulated information and actually uh, put something fake that was out there. And then there was a story years ago about the the writer for the Washington Post who had won a Pulitzer on a prize, uh, Pulitzer Prize about this. Uh, um, child or teen that was, uh, I guess I'm trying to remember, a drug addict, I think, and then it turned out to be all fiction. So those cases would come up and they would make big news and the media would weigh in and saying how wrong ethically that these things were and how they needed to be addressed. But they were few and far between when I was in journalism school way back in the dark ages and when I first began my career as a secular uh, news person in 1981. So I've been at this now. How scary is that? next May, because I graduated in May of 1981 from journalism school, at this 40 years, okay? But it's a much different scenario now. They are teaching, even in the journalism schools, and I have friends who have gone to lecture, good Catholic friends of mine who are still struggling and trying to maintain their sanity inside newsrooms and have told me they've been asked to go and guest lecture, for example, at a local journalism school, and they find that what they're actually teaching is advocacy now and not reporting. So a reporter, a journalism student, sees him or herself as an advocate for a particular cause or agenda, misunderstanding the role completely of what reporters and what journalists are, are called to do. All right, So that is supposed to be putting the facts out there and letting people decide. Well, NBC News is now uh, getting a lot of pushback, although they're pretty much fluffing it off, as did, of course, 60 Minutes, if you recall, um, two weeks ago in terms of deceptive editing. NBC Nightly News under fire 
for editing out key parts of the 911 call, and this is from the shooting in Columbus, Ohio, uh, involving the police officer and Micaiah Bryant, okay? The clip of the call omitted the woman telling police, quote, grown girls were trying to stab us. Critics bashing NBC Nightly News after the Peacock Network's flagship evening news program omitted key details from a report of the police-involved shooting of Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio. And Media Research Center is going to be on with us, and we'll talk in more detail, but this particular story does quote them. Media Research Center news analyst Nicholas Fondacaro calling out NBC News for editing out a portion of the frantic 911 call in which a woman is heard saying, it's these grown girls over here trying to fight us, trying to stab us, get here now. NBC, as this report says, did air a brief audio clip from the call in which the woman shouts, we need a police officer now. Media Research Center also drawing attention to the portion of the police body cam footage shown by NBC, which did not, which he noted did not show viewers the knife in the attacker's hand just before the shots. Okay? However, the segment did not hide the fact that Bryant had a knife. Now, throughout the report, and here's the other thing that they do, is they have something called what we call in the biz lower thirds. This is how you identify the person on the screen. Throughout the report, a graphic at the bottom of the screen read, police fatally shoots 16-year-old black girl holding knife, and a still image from the body cam footage showed a knife on the ground. Now, to their credit, and we really shouldn't even be giving them credit, this is what they're supposed to do, so they shouldn't be praised for it, but he does point out that the other major broadcast networks, ABC's World News Tonight and the CBS Evening News, did air the complete 911 call. But what happens is when you only present part of the picture, you are really deceiving the audience because you're making them think it was an entirely different scenario. You're making it think it appears, if you didn't know better, that there was a big fight going on, that they were already stabbing had occurred, and that obviously from this 911 call, the people there at the scene were very, very upset and afraid and needed police help. And if you just hear or see what, for example, NBC News did, and they did it in their, in their radio stories too, because I listened to those this morning as I was putting together the news, you are presenting an entirely different picture than what factually happened. So if you're out to paint that all police officers are bad, that all police officers just... Uh, go out there and they make these these decisions and they don't think about it, they're not trained. Well, whatever you want to put behind that, there is a way you can put those images forward. There is a way you can present anything incorrectly to get an agenda across. The same thing with 60 Minutes, what they did less than two weeks ago with Governor DeSantis. And again, in the case of Governor DeSantis, he gave a very detailed answer in terms of how they rolled out the vaccine. And I don't care where you stand politically, you had people all over the political map. Many Democrats came to his def- defense and said 60 Minutes was blatantly deceptive in the way they showed his answer. I mean, he laid out in great detail, step by step by step by step, what happened with the vaccine rollout and how publics became involved. And they tried to make it sound it was, it was in return for a donation that publics had made to his campaign. And when you actually take a breath and start doing your own research, you realize that, oh, wait a minute. Publix is saying that they donate to all kinds of candidates. 
both Democrats and Republicans. Publix is saying that they reached out to the governor. Democrats in Florida are backing up Governor DeSantis. And yet 60 Minutes is still standing by that ridiculous thing that they call a story. And here we have NBC News doing something very similar. Within two weeks of this big controversy with 60 Minutes, and 60 Minutes did get a lot of pushback, I have to say. And yet NBC News, eh, whatever. There is an agenda we want to put out, and we're going to do it, by golly. Now, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. So if you go to, at least that's what they say, not B, but that's what they say. If you go to the various professional organizations, there's, there's two main ones um, that reporters still belong to. And these are supposed to be the, the experts in the media that guide and direct the way reporting is, you know, is kept ethical. Yeah, right. One is the Radio and Television News Directors Association, and the other, as I mentioned, and I quote a lot, is Society of Professional Journalists. And I quote them because I was a member, a card-carrying member of both of these for many years, throughout my entire career. RTNDA, you can join. You don't have to be a news director, but you can still join and sign up for their newsletters and whatnot. But I served as a news director. And then I also was very involved in our local chapter of SPJ, both in college and professionally. So all of these ethics that they have... Don't mean a thing anymore. They look good on paper and online, but they don't practice it. And unfortunately, facts are supposed to mean something, but they don't anymore. More with the Media Research Center. And this particular story, which is being pushed to sell a narrative, we're talking about the latest shooting out of Columbus, Ohio. Stay tuned. Come, let us pray to our Blessed Mother that she will guard and protect our country from those who wish to destroy it. Bring God's influence to our leaders that they lead us based on His will and not our own. Restore love and peace in our hearts. Inhale us so that we can truly be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. A patriotic rosary will be held at St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth, focusing on prayer for our nation and our church on Monday, April 26, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Free rosaries will be available. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village. Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I am so excited to have been asked to emcee the upcoming second annual Catholic Family Conference on Saturday, May 1st at the Weston Irving Convention Center. We all know the heart of society begins and ends with a family, and so we all need to help strengthen this holy institution. Speakers at the conference include Cardinal George Pell, Bishop Joseph Strickland, Dr. Ralph Martin, Steve Ray, and Trent Horn. For more info and to get your in-person or virtual tickets, visit catholicfamilyconference.com. 
Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Parra Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910 AM. Parra Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the Northwestern Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. John chapter 11, verses 21 to 26. This is the story of Lazarus. Lazarus has died. Lazarus is one of his best friends. Just before this passage, we hear the news that Martha and Mary send word to Jesus that the one you love is sick. And the next line in the scripture is, Now because Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was. His friend's in need. He can heal. They've seen him heal before. And yet somehow, because he loves him, he stays. And Lazarus dies. And then Jesus shows up three days later and is greeted by Martha and Mary, who confront him with the words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Rather applicable for many of us in our lives. We ask the Lord to do one thing because we're certain it is what we think is best. When in fact, he has something which far surpasses what we ask for. The challenge is, in waiting for that to happen, we go through very trying times, which oftentimes makes us wonder, does he really care? 20 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. Hope your Friday is going well. April 23rd, 2021. You are listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And I do want to remind you, as I mentioned with Doug Keck earlier, brand new to EWTN, Mother Angelica answering the call. Father Joseph Mary Wolf and Doug Keck mine decades of phone calls answered by Mother Angelica. And this is just classic because you just, I know, love, as I do, the way Mother dishes out her wonderful advice and includes laughter and lots of love as well as lots of prayer as she takes calls from what Mother used to call her family, and that would be all of us, you, me, and our entire audience. And Mother Angelica didn't shy away from any tough topics, but uh, just wanted to let you know about this. We mentioned it earlier with Doug Keck, Mother Angelica answering the call and that we have a special preview coming up today on EWTN Radio, which airs at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that's 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Mother Angelica answering the call. So check that out, and if you have any questions about this, you can go to EWTN.com and just click on our radio segment. We're working on getting our friend from the Media Research Center on the phone. He's not answering the phone right now. In the meantime, though, I did want to share with you a little bit more information and address a question I received on Facebook regarding how do we, it's so overwhelming, you've got all this this information coming at you 24-7, Twitter, Facebook, you know, emails, newscasts, yada, 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 TV, everything. How do you discern what is real and what isn't? And how do you figure out what actually happened, for example, in this case with the the tragedy that occurred in Columbus on the same day we were getting the verdict, on the uh, Derek Chauvin case. All right, so we'll get into that uh, in just a second, but a little bit more information, and I think it's very interesting, some of the comments that are coming in, and this is why this isn't something that you can just fluff off. When you deliberately edit something and you put out a completely opposite piece on what actually happened, directly opposite to the reality of the situation, then then you're causing problems for society and for individual people to the point of malice and it's um it's really frightening that the power that these networks have and the way they just wield it and impact people and people's lives okay 
So let me uh, just share with you some more comments that are coming in regarding uh, NBC Nightly News and their irresponsibility with their deceptive editing. NBC Nightly News slammed on social media in light of the stark comparison with the program's competitors. Conservative writer A.G. Hamilton said, Really something to watch the comparison of how ABC News covered the story compared to how NBC News left out critical, critical details. Is this not to the level of actual malice at this point, he asked. A police officer is not a public person. Now, there are differing degrees in terms of when you uh, file, try to file lawsuits on, on libel or defamation. Very different for public people, but even now, it's still very difficult to file these lawsuits because of the support for the First Amendment. And believe it or not, it was even a big challenge, even though he was a young man and a private person, Nicholas Sandman, and the steps he had to go through legally in order to take CNN and other major news outlets to task. So the um, editor-in-chief of the Daily Caller says, is this not to the level of actual malice? The police officer, repeating, is not a public person. This report leaves out key evidence in such a way as to imply deliberate deception. Omitting a key fact, like the knife being clearly visible in her hand as she swings it at the other girl, is willfully and intentionally deceptive. And that's a quote from Washington Examiner reporter Jerry Dunleavy. Political commentator Stephen Miller said, this is the same NBC anchor Lester Holt who gave a speech about facts and truth two weeks ago. Reporter from the Daily Caller Chuck Ross said, no surprise here, but NBC was far more dishonest than CBS and ABC in its coverage of the Columbus incident. I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. And again, if you think about this, this happened within two weeks of the 60 Minutes debacle involving Governor DeSantis. All right, so here are just a a few of the comments that Lester Holt said when he won this quote-unquote award a few weeks ago. Lester Holt recently accepted a journalism award and gave remarks in which he claimed that it's become clear, and listen to this, that fairness is overrated. And that the idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. What? So what he's saying here, brothers and sisters, is that they choose what is reality and what is not. It has always been a basic journalism 101 standard. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. The facts. And that there's always more than just two sides to a story. And you at least were always trained in my day. And again, I'm old school. I graduated from journalism school in 1981 that you at least must attempt to get more than one side of a story. If you're doing a news report, it's different for an editorial. It's different, for example, this is a talk show. We do news at the top of the hour, but we also have a talk show, and that means that people are allowed to express their opinions and concerns. And we make no bones. We are very open that we are your pro-life radio network, that we exist to educate on the Catholic faith that we are here to uphold the teachings of the church. So when you tune to EW10 Radio, Ave Maria, any of our wonderful affiliates, we make that very clear. However, the secular media are still trying to sell themselves as news operations that are objective. 
And if this is what you are going to do, then identify yourselves as Democrats or whatever you want to call yourselves. Label yourself as not a news organization. Label yourself as a PR agency or an agency or an outlet that represents a particular party or a particular group. But don't sit there and try to hide behind the fact and call yourselves news operations, at least not the way news is supposed to be. So it's it's not just shameful and a violation of basic journalism principles, but as uh, one commentator said, this is this is deliberate deception that is you know caused to think about lawsuits and legal issues in terms of actual malice, especially since the police officer is not a public person. Now. We can bring in the law enforcement experts and we can debate and we can talk about the way certain situations are are handled with the police. And you heard the excellent, excellent commentary that Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers gave on Monday. He is a former police chief, extensive background in law enforcement, as well as law enforcement training, so the training of police officers. And he said there's nothing in the training book in terms of what happened with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd. And I don't think there's too many people out there who disagree with that in terms of that that was wrong and that justice was served in this case. But to sit there and to paint all police officers and to claim that this is racism, as Deacon Harold said, it is not, you can't just call everything a racial issue. And this is what the media want to do, and certain leftist politicians, they want to use this as division. And so they're using the media platforms and the media are in in many instances such as NBC are walking it with them and saying okay how do you want us to roll this out and it's not just something we can roll our eyes and say oh the media are at it again it is having a great impact on society and our culture it is inciting particular actions among people and if people are believing a particular narrative that is going to cause more division and God forbid, possibly lead to other situations that could boil out of control as we have seen over the last year very quickly. I say this until I'm blue in the face. As Archbishop Shapu once said, we need to know how the media works so they don't work on us. And they're doing a number on the country and the world, and they have been for a long time. So what do you do as a smart person, as a savvy media consumer, Well, you check it out. It's very easy, and you can Google it, and in less than five seconds have the actual 911 call and the actual body cam video available to yourself to see in its entirety. And you can see, and however, maybe if you disagree with the way the officer responded, that's fine, but what we're talking about, you're entitled to your opinion, but what we're talking about is to look at it in its entirety. It's not what NBC is saying happened. That's not the reality of the situation. So you need to take the time and not simply say, why did this happen? But did this happen if something happened? I get emails all the time saying, why did the Pope say this? Or why did the church do this? Or why happened? Because they read something in the media without checking it out. And that happens time and time again, even to people who are faithful because we're very busy and we don't do our own homework. In my response to my follower on Facebook, I said, it's, it's a lot of work. It takes time. But we need to be educated consumers, especially of the media. 
How do we think we got into this mess that we're in in the first place in terms of so many not understanding the core teachings of the church? Yes, a lot of it, poor catechesis. Yes, a lot of it falls on leaders in the church. Nobody's denying that. That's one of the reasons Mother Angelica founded this amazing network many years ago. But you combine that, and when I give my talks and in all of my books, I talk about something called the perfect storm. You have the explosion of the media, the mass media in the 20th century. At the same time, right, right after Vatican II, where you had so much division in the church, and you had so many people within the church saying, oh, you didn't have to have birth control, you know, that's your personal choice, whatever. And then you combine that with this mass media explosion, and it's a recipe for disaster in so many ways. And now we're seeing it fan out far beyond even what's happening in the problems with our church, where the media, in terms of even with this situation, and especially with the situation of COVID, where CNN, if you recall, on those videos that were released, and we have Project Veritas on with us last Friday, as a matter of fact, for our last check Friday, no pun intended, and you hear how an editor, or excuse me, a director at CNN says very nonchalantly over a cup of coffee, not realizing he was being recorded in an undercover video, oh, yeah, Fear sells. Fear sells. So, number of reasons why NBC is doing this. They're pushing a narrative, and they want to keep people in fear. If they can convince people that all police are bad, then people are fearing the police, not respecting them, and trusting that when an officer, for the most part, when they come and respond to a crime, that the vast majority of officers are there to serve and to protect. They don't have an agenda. But that's not the image that the media want to put forth. And that's wrong. It's not for them to put certain images or agendas forth unless they label it as, as, as such. And even if they do, even if they're giving an opinion, it has to be based on reality, on fact. You can disagree with a particular situation, but you can't lie about the reality much to Mr. Holt's dismay. I don't know what happened to our friend at Media Research Center, but we'll work on getting him back on very soon. In the meantime, do your homework. Check it out. Go to our great Catholic sources. We have wonderful news sources at AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com. And do your homework. Yes, it takes time, but it's worth it. We have to be savvy media consumers. The catechism is very clear on this. And go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church and see what it has to say about proper use of social media communications, beginning with paragraph 2493, about four or five paragraphs. Excellent instruction on proper use of the media and how the media can impact culture and every single one of us individually. It is a Friday. We will be right back. And thank you for listening to this edition of an extended Fact Check Friday. Stay tuned. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. 
Visit eAngels Assist Adults Nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hello, Steve Ray here from Footprints of God Pilgrimages, and I'm so excited to announce two domestic pilgrimages this time, one to the Shrines of Wisconsin, where we're going to be joined by Cardinal Raymond Burke. We're going to have a consecration to St. Joseph and Our Lady of Good Help for the apparition of Mary that happened there. Also, we're going to St. Augustine, Florida, where the Catholic Church actually started, the first Mass ever, and we're going to be joined by Father Frank Pavone. To learn more about your Ave Maria radio trip, go to AveMariaRadio.net and find the pilgrimage link. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 10 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan cost goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in to EWTN, EWTN.com, AveMariaRadio.net. Don't forget, we'll be back with um, Bible Verse of the Week on Monday and also working on a number of uh, breaking stories that we're covering related to the top issues that we both care about, we all care about. Also, I do want to mention that my very first book, Noise, is a good one if you want to learn more about media discernment. It came out a while ago, but it was updated, and you might find it helpful. Have a blessed weekend. Talk to you on uh, Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Faith, Hope, Charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. If you're suffering, have problems in the family, are looking for meaning in your life, or would like to deepen your faith, the Lord has an answer for you. Join Santa Clara Catholic Church in Dallas for their catechesis for adults and youth 13 years and older on Mondays and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. in the cafeteria starting April 19th. For more information, contact Jose at 214-226-6663. That's 214-226-6663. Or visit santaclaracatholicchurch.org. KATH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, as well as participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Blessed be God, 
Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.